Hello, this is the Tommy Divine Podcast. It is 6.19 p.m., 5.19 Central Time. Uh, It's Thursday, I believe it's like, what, December 6th? Yeah. Point is, uh, I want to do a podcast today. Haven't done one in a little while. It's been about a week or so. Um, And there's just been so much going on. Um, First of all, I want to start this at the beginning of the podcast. Um... there, there's been obviously some sad news this week. Um, former President George Bush uh, died this past week, and his funeral was yesterday. And although I didn't live in the Bush administration, um, I I thought he was looking back on it. I thought he was a great president and a good leader, and he was such. Um, an advocate for this country and he did such a good job and I I feel like when a president dies uh, it's a big deal and you know um, it really is um, when stuff like this happens you know uh, we we, as a country we have to take a look back and and remember uh, what what he did for us and how he sacrificed himself for this country. Because I'll tell you this, and, and you, you probably know this already, but uh, just to reinforce it, the presidency is no cakewalk. It is the toughest job in this free world of ours. And, you know, uh, yeah, you get room service, and yeah, you can get a hamburger at 3 in the morning at the drop of a hat, and, you know, all of this and all of that, but... You know, being the president is tough, you know. Now, our current president is taking the presidency as a mockery, and he's going down to Mar-a-Lago and playing golf 50 times a week, and uh, that's bupkis. But I'll tell you what, George Bush was not doing that. He was getting shit done. And I love George Bush for that. And uh, most notably, I watched a lot of him on, on SNL, and there's this skit where well, Dana Carvey was the one on SNL who um, did an impression of him. Usually, SNL, when there's presidents and stuff, they, they do impressions of presidents. Um, you can see now with Alec Baldwin doing Trump, most recent. But Dana Carvey was a great comedian back in SNL. Still is a great comedian. But he did the, the George Bush impression um, really well. And, and that's kind of what I watched the other day to kind of remember him because – you know, that's kind of a – he could laugh at himself. You know, Trump's taking this stuff way too seriously. George Bush actually got on SNL and was doing the impression – like like, do, like having Dana do the impression with him. So he knew how to take a joke and just like run with it. He wasn't a jerk about it. He was a good sport about it. That's what he meant to the world. That's what – you know, he, he could he was able to take a hit or two. He was able to joke around. He was able to, you know, he had such a great fighting spirit. And uh, I just want to thank him for being our president. And God bless him. And, of course, the big moment like two years ago at the Super Bowl when he came out and in his hometown of Houston, flipping the, flipping the coin. That was a great sight to see. I love that. So, uh, you know, he, he really did leave a mark on the – uh, United States, and he will be forever mortalized uh, in this country. So we, we thank him for that, and we thank you for everything. We do send our uh, our condolences to the Bush family. Um, so anyway, 
But uh, right now I want to do leave a moment of silence for former 40, 41st President of the United States, George Bush. All right, well, um, I just wanted to do that for the former president, uh, everybody. Um, morning. Uh, I know that yesterday was the National Day of Mourning, but, you know, today, um, this whole week, I feel like we can uh, remember him. So, anyway, all right. Well, let's start off the news with sports here. Let's Let's talk about the big... Playoff announcement. Who are the first four teams? Who are the last teams into the college football playoff? Well, we're going to have Alabama playing Oklahoma in the Orange Bowl. And then we're going to have Notre Dame playing Clemson in the Cotton Bowl. Now, I don't know what uh, the committee was thinking. Because why not put Alabama and Oklahoma in the Cotton Bowl, Notre Dame and Clemson in the Orange Bowl? Here's why. Alabama pretty much, and I guess I could see why they didn't do it this way, but it, it would have made more sense to do it this way. Put Alabama and Clemson in the Cotton Bowl, or Alabama and Oklahoma in the Cotton Bowl, because Oklahoma just won a Big 12 title there. You know, they would have been comfortable with it. And then, you know, Alabama's second home is sort of the Cotton Bowl. I mean, they played a lot of games in the Cotton Bowl. They beat Michigan State in the Cotton Bowl a few years back. They've played some pretty good games in the Cotton Bowl. So, you know, I mean, in Jerry's world. So, you know, they, they've played pretty much every preseason opener they've played ever in Jerry's world. So they would have been comfortable. So that would have been interesting to see two teams that are pretty comfortable with playing in Jerry's world be playing there. That would have been interesting. And then, you know, Notre Dame's played some good games in Miami. We've also had bad games. But Clemson, you know, that would have been interesting to play in Miami. I feel like that just suits those two teams more because it feels like they're both like ACC teams, even though technically Notre Dame's independent, but whatever. Just Miami would have been, yeah, whatever. I That's just kind of my opinion. But really what matters is the matchups. So we're having two Heisman finalists go up against each other, Kyler Murray and Tua Tagovailoa. I feel like real quick on the Heisman thing, uh, Heisman's this Saturday, by the way, I'm feeling like Tua Tagovailoa is going to win. That's really my inclination. Um, you know, he's had such an unbelievable season. And I know that Kyler Murray's passed every offensive record, you know. But the thing is, I don't think he's done as an outstanding of a job. And unless, I, I think the SEC's a harder conference to guide. So, I think you got to give the award to Tua. I think it's going to be a really close race on, on Wednesday, or on Saturday. Uh, I think it's going to be a real close race. I don't think, um... There'll be a lot of margin, I, I think, of victory. I think it'll be very close. And I think Tua barely edges out Kyler. I think it's a really close race. Um, and I think it's a long... I, I think it's... Uh, it's going to be interesting. It really will. But um, I, I think is going to win. But heading back to the playoff race. Uh, so, if we talk about this... And, and I've been arguing these past couple days with Nate Matson, who... Nate Matson is notorious for hopping on the Instagram and sucking Ball State's dick, which he does because he's going to Ball State, so that makes sense. 
you know, he chirp chirps all all the way home. That's fine. But then he has to bring up the fact that Clemson is better than Notre Dame, which is a load of bullshit. So Clemson has played nobody. They almost lost to Syracuse. They barely won that game. Their only good wins of the season are Boston College and NC State. Name me another team on that schedule besides those two that are even remotely good. Notre Dame has played Michigan. They've played Stanford. Both good teams. They've played some other ones along the way. They played. They blew out Syracuse, ranked 12th in the country. Blew them out of the water. I'm just saying, right now, I don't think Clemson is prepared for us. I think Notre Dame has had bigger games that they have, you know, this season that they played for. And Nate kept saying, hey, 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 Clemson's have been on a bigger stage before. Yeah, but not this quarterback. Trevor Lawrence has never been on this stage before. This team has never been on that stage before. Dabo's been on that stage. It's not like we're talking about Deshaun Watson. You know, we're not talking about, you know, Mike Williams. We're talking about Trevor Lawrence, who, by the way, looks like a collie that got hit by a truck. That dude is probably the most disgusting man I've ever seen in my life. He is absolutely, I I can't stand to look at that guy. And I won't, you know, when he cries off the field when Notre Dame blasts through them, I I won't be sad. I think Clemson is in for a rude awakening. I think they're a good team, but I don't think they've played anybody. And, you know, Nate's telling me, well, the, the last time Notre Dame would play in the championship, they got blown out. Nate, that was fucking six years ago. That was six years ago. And that Alabama team would fucking crush this Clemson team. In the fucking... They would pulverize them. So you can't compare this 12 team to the 18 team. that You can't do that. Because I think the 18 team is better. I think a little bit. I think they're better. Um, I, I'll tell you this. If he's comparing any Clemson team to any Alabama team, forget about it. Forget about it. You know, and he's telling me all oh, the pressure of the big stage. That was the stupid BCS. This is the college football playoff. So we're going to see what we're made of. I think he's downgrading Notre Dame. I think he downgrades the schedule. He said, well, Ball State almost beat Notre Dame. Well, that's great. But Notre Dame won, okay? Clemson almost lost to Syracuse. Clemson shouldn't even be in the fucking playoff, I don't think. I don't think they're very good. I think everybody loves Clemson. I don't think Clemson's played anybody. It's plain and simple. They got in because they're the ACC champion. Great for them. They went undefeated. I can't wait for Notre Dame in Miami, not only because last year they got their ass ripped in Miami to lose the college football playoff, their ranking in the college football playoff. This year, they will redeem themselves in Miami. They will win this ball game. I think it could be potentially close, but I don't see Clemson just blowing them out. I don't think that happens. Listen, I think if we had pulled Alabama first, I think this is a different thing i think alabama could probably beat them handily but this clemson team this is kind of a fresh clemson team trevor lawrence has really not been in this situation before he really hasn't he hasn't been in a playoff game before he doesn't really have the experience so i'm taking notre dame i really think they're gonna win i i think it's gonna happen 
I think Clemson's a bit overrated, but you can go on Instagram and see all the posts I've posted. And Nate Matson just chirp, 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 chirping along, thinking he's the, you know, the grand wizard of uh, fucking Instagram or whatever. You know, he'll 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 come put on his posts and be like, "Oh, look, Ball State beat Valparaiso by ten points. We're amazing." It's like you need to chill. Love you, Nate, but you need to chill a little bit. Need to chill a lot of bit, actually. But it's okay. You do what you want. It's freedom of speech in this country, and that's fine. You post what you want, my friend. Anyway, point is, Notre Dame's going to probably knock the socks off Clemson. I don't think Clemson's ready for this team. I don't know if Notre Dame's ready. But I will tell you this. It'll be very interesting to see what happens. It'll be a good game. It will be a good game. It will not be uh, unwatchable. So, Anyway, let's hop over to the uh, to the Orange Bowl. Oh, wait. <laughs> Did I say Notre Dame was going to get redemption in Miami? I keep thinking they're playing in the Orange Bowl. Cotton Bowl. The whole, uh, yeah, Cotton Bowl is interesting. I don't know. It's going to be kind of weird because neither of these teams really play in the Cotton Bowl slash, you know. But I will tell you this. There are some facts. Notre Dame has a very good record in the Cotton Bowl. Very good record. And it's indoors, which helps. That's, That's indoor. So, you know, I don't know. But still, I think Notre Dame will win. Cotton Bowl, Orange Bowl, whatever, Notre Dame's still going to win. I think Clemson, yeah, I don't know. I, it'll be interesting to see what happens. All right, now we'll turn to the Orange Bowl. Alabama, Oklahoma. Here's my thing, okay? Oklahoma's defense is garbage. They're really bad. And to t- contend with Alabama, you need defense. Georgia didn't have the defense in the end of the game to, to beat them. They had it for most of the game. Oklahoma doesn't have it at all. I think Alabama is going to come into this game and absolutely obliterate Oklahoma. And I'm sorry, you know, Oklahoma fans. I, I know you really want to win this game. I just don't think it happens. And I'm sorry, you know. And I know you have Kyler Murray. And I know you think you should win the Heisman. But I don't think... The enough uh, the amount of offense he can put up can save you guys. Because when it comes down to it, you're not going to be able to stop Alabama's offense. That's just not going to happen. So for this game to even be close, or for Oklahoma to even have a chance, Kyler Murray has to play out of his mind. Out of his mind. And even then, I don't even know if they could win the ball game. Their defense has to step up. If they want to have any shot at all, Oklahoma's defense has to step up. And Alabama, you know, they almost got beat by Georgia. And I still think Georgia should have made the college football playoff. I still don't think they're as good as uh, – I, I think Georgia's better than Oklahoma. But you know what? You put Oklahoma in, we get Kyler Murray versus Tua. I'm glad we all get to see that. Thank you, committee. Great for you. Now go back in Grapevine and have some margaritas. Point is, I just, you know, I, I still think Georgia's better, but that's a whole thing, and that's done now. But Oklahoma will have to put up milestone offensive numbers if they want to win this ball game. I, I don't think this ball game is low scoring at all. I think if anything, this is a shootout. But I could really see a good old Bama spanking for Oklahoma. I think this could get ugly pretty fast. And I wouldn't even be surprised if uh, Kyler Murray has a few turnovers. I, you know, if he gets in a groove or, or a funk of sorts, uh, they could really be done quick. So I'm going to give Alabama a quick 
uh, blowout on this game. I just think, you know, oh, great, he's the Heisman winner. You know, we want uh, Kyler to win a Heisman. And I I do like Kyler because he took a picture with uh, our, our, you know, uh, our friend at Purdue, uh, Tyler Trent. So that was pretty cool. Uh, Tyler Strong, so, you know, um, and at the College Football Award Show. So that was pretty cool. Um, but I, I'm sorry, Kyler. I mean, I know you've been putting up these offensive numbers. I just think when it comes to Alabama, they're just too good. And I think Alabama probably peruses too. Whew. Let's see, four touchdown? Does that sound about right? Yeah, I, I see this being a blowout. I, I don't think this is even close. Um, and yeah, I'm really not dis- I'm not respecting Oklahoma. They lost to Texas once and they, you know, had to scratch back to come back and beat Texas in the Big 12 title game. So, you know, I know Lincoln Riley will have his guys ready, but I just don't think it's going to matter unless that defense really steps up and plays well. But I don't think that's going to happen. So give me Alabama by a couple touchdowns. And then, oh man, I'm not even going to predict the title game because, uh, I don't know who who's obviously in it yet, so I'll I'll pick that when it comes to it. But we'll just see how they play out. But for now, I like Alabama against Notre Dame. We know how that song has ended before. I think it's going to probably have the same notes if it happens to be Alabama-Notre Dame. But you know what? If it's Alabama-Clemson again, great. Because you know what? College football is starting to get really boring with the Alabama-Clemson thing. I don't know. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. But... For now, uh, let's just uh, let's just leave off that. But honestly, uh, I'll I'll probably be doing a bull projection uh, episode here in a little while. I usually go and do the picks of all the bull games from the you know the freaking uh, auto care cure bowl to the to the sugar bowl, but we'll see. I don't know. I mean, it's it, we'll see what happens. Uh, but that, that'll probably be a different podcast coming up pretty soon. Because bowl season starts December 15th. So be ready because I am. I'm ready for bowl season. Um, wow. A lot, a lot of sports this week. A lot of things happening. Um, I know that in the NBA, LeBron dropped a lot last night. Don't really care. Um, call me in about four months when the NBA is relevant. I know Paul Goldschmidt went to the Cardinals in a deal with the Diamondbacks. Yeah, I'm not liking the Cubs' chances. That's not it's not looking good for them. St. Louis is stocking up. I don't like that. Let's see, college basketball. There's a few good things going on in college basketball. Um, there's some pretty good games. I watched, uh, you know, Gonzaga sweated out barely against Washington. That was crazy. Um, it's starting to get interesting with college basketball a little bit now because we see that Kansas and Kentucky are just – you know, not doing very well, and they're not very good teams. But come tournament time, they may be. I'm not sure. But literally, like, we've seen this before where Kansas and Kentucky kind of, and then when they get in the tournament, they're just kind of a different team. So we'll see if they can they can turn it on uh, here in the next few months. Um, but really, though, the NFL is heating up. I know I made a quick little thing there, but it took me this long to talk about the NFL. I don't know why. But the NFL... Holy God. I mean, what a fun playoffs we're going to have. It seems like everybody is like 6-6, six and six, and we don't really know what's happening. Like, the Panthers, we thought were going to be one of the best teams in the football, you know, getting getting there. And they uh, 
They're six and six now, which is absolutely asinine. I mean, I can't believe that the Panthers are this bad. I mean, they dropped from grace. Cam's playing outrageously bad. Uh, I don't understand it. I, I really, I look at this and I'm like, wow. So we look at the NFL standings going into week what? We're in week 13 now. Is that where we are? Week four? We're in week 14 now. By the way, the Thursday game tonight, Jaguars versus the Titans. Ugh. That's a disgusting game for Fox to have. But then again, for the worst announcers come the worst games. So I'm not too mad. So now let's take a look at the standings here in the, in the, in each league. Actually, conference. Let's do conference. Let's do the playoff picture. That's what we're doing. That's my final thing. So we take a look at the playoff picture now. We have Kansas City uh, with the number one overall seed, which is probably going to happen. New England can get the two seed. Houston's going to probably end up getting the third. Pittsburgh is going to get the fourth. The Chargers are getting, with that loss to Denver, the Chargers are getting a fifth, and then the the Baltimore uh, Ravens will get the sixth. So the thing is, okay, Miami, Indianapolis, Tennessee, and Denver are all still in the hunt for a playoff spot. And Cincinnati's still in it. And... Cleveland is still in it. And the 4-8 and eight teams are kind of still in it, but I don't think with eight losses you're getting to the playoffs in the AFC. And then, uh, you know, we have so many teams that are still alive. Like, it's crazy. I know Baltimore plays, I think they play the Chargers next week. I think they play the Chiefs this week, I think. They've got a. I know Baltimore has a hard schedule these next few weeks. They have Kansas City, they have L.A. So those are some tough games that they have still left. So with our Colt playoff hopes, I'm thinking we can get the six. I hope, um, but we play the Texans this week, and we played like shit against the Jaguars. So I don't know. That's starting to get sad for me with the Colts because I know this team can do it, but they just keep slipping away in games. Then we talk about the, the, the NFC. So apparently the Rams have already clinched. Um, they clinched the division already, which, yeah, I mean, we figured. They were, they're they're cruising. So they pretty much clinched the division. So they pretty much, now they could lose seeding, but they're making the playoffs. So uh, you have LA is the undisputed heavyweight champion in the NFC. I mean, that's, they're 11-1. and one. New Orleans did beat LA. But that was at New Orleans. If they were at L.A., I don't know if it would be any different or not. But New Orleans has the two seed. Right now, Chicago has the three seed. Dallas has the four. Chicago plays L.A. on Sunday night. If Chicago beats L.A., they probably still keep the three seed. But if they lose to the Rams, which is very highly – it's very high, especially since Chicago just lost to New York – And I get you had Chase Daniel, but that's no excuse to lose to the freaking Giants. And the Giants are sort of getting better. I don't know. They're a weird team, but they're probably not making the playoffs with eight losses. But, uh, well, maybe. I don't know. But listen, so uh, 
Chicago has that game with LA, so if Chicago loses, they drop to eight and five. And Dallas, I haven't looked at Dallas's schedule, but they don't have that hard of a schedule left. They have the Eagles, which I think they can beat the Eagles. Colts are really the only toughest game they have left, but they just beat the Saints, so I don't see how they can't at least come out of there with with a few wins. They do have the Eagles, they have the Bucks, and then they have the Giants. They have to go to New York and to Indianapolis, so we'll see. But Dallas could easily find their spot in that third seat if they really wanted. Um, but you know, do they do they want to play? Uh, uh, do they want to play? Does Dallas really want to go to Minnesota? Or Minnesota really want to go to Dallas in that that wild card game? I don't know. But we still got a whole slew of teams that are six and six on the NFC side. We still have Washington. We have Philly, who Philly just beat Washington the other night. You still have Carolina, and you still have Minnesota. You know, six and five. So there's still kind of a lot of teams hovering. And Tampa Bay on a little stretch here. They're five and seven. They could easily find themselves in the playoffs. As kind of a resurgence. So we'll see. I don't know, but. Uh, this is really starting to get fun and heated when it comes down to week, what, 14 of the NFL season. This is going to be fun. I think week 17 is going to be a fun uh, week uh, when it comes down to it here at the end because we'll have Eagles-Redskins, which, you know, both those teams are 6-6 six and six right now. We'll have uh, Vikings-Bears. That'll be a hell of a game. We'll have Panthers-Saints. What a slew of games. And they're not going to knock any of these to Sunday night, which they'll probably – Knowing, uh, <laughs> knowing the uh, the schedule makers in the NFL, they'll certainly knock one of those games to Sunday night, like they did a couple of years ago. But uh, let's see. So, yeah, that's pretty much that's pretty much Pittsburgh's division to lose. I think they played they played Baltimore twice already, haven't they? Yeah, they've already played Baltimore twice, and they. I think they won both of them. Is that wrong? No, Raven. They split the series, but they still won. So, anyway, so your division leaders are New England, Pittsburgh, Houston, KC, Dallas, Chicago, New Orleans, and Rams. So, yeah, but let's take a look at Week Fourteen. I can't believe we're at Week Fourteen already. This NFL season's just flown by. Let's take a look at this shitty Thursday night game, which I shouldn't pay any attention to, but I have to because it's Thursday night and it's on the schedule. Jaguars at Titans. What a mess. These two teams are not very good. The Jaguars somehow pull off a win against the Colts last weekend. Don't really know how that happened. But they're on a short week and they're going to Tennessee. I don't give them a chance. I'm taking the Titans to beat the Jaguars. I think this is the week the Titans are going to win. Kind of need it right here. If they don't win this game, they're pretty much done with their their uh, playoff hopes. They need this win. Give me the Jaguars to lose to the Titans. I think it'd be great if the Titans lost because then that's another team that gets another loss. But I don't know. We'll see. That, that'll be an interesting game. That's at 820 tonight. So be prepared for that one. Colts at Texans. Ugh. This game is kind of interesting. Kind of good. The Colts really need this game. And I'm not really sure how good the Texans are. Let's just take a look at the Texans' schedule real quick. Here's the teams they've had to play. At the Patriots. By the way, lost to them. They lost to the Texans. 
They lost to the Giants. That was the first three weeks of the season. Then they've gone on a tear ever since they beat our Colts. They beat our Colts on overtime game back in September at Indianapolis. 37-34, we should have won that game. Then they beat the Cowboys in overtime. Back-to-back overtime weeks. Unbelievable. Then they beat the Bills 13-20. Not super impressive. Then they peruse against the Jaguars. Then they beat the Dolphins. Then they beat the Broncos. Then they beat the Redskins. Then they beat the Titans. Then they beat the Browns. Those teams aren't... Some of them are more bad than others. Uh, Some of those teams are just kind of in the middle. Like the Broncos and the Redskins are kind of decent wins. And then the Dolphins are just sort of a decent win. And then they beat the hell out of the Titans. Which I don't know if the Titans are very good. And then they beat the Browns. Who we thought were good. But I don't know if they're still good. I don't know. But I will tell you this. The streak started in Indianapolis. It will end in Houston. The Colts want revenge. They lost that game the last time they played. They're really pissed. These are divisional rivals. They play twice a year, obviously. Give me the Colts in a flash of revenge. I just think that last time that just left a sour taste in their mouths. I think this time they come to play. I know last week they took a shit against Jacksonville, but that's not going to happen this week. This is definitely a must win for the Colts. I think they put it all out on the line this week. They should have won last week. They didn't. They have the Texans, the Cowboys, the Giants, and the the Titans next. So I I really think when it comes down to it, I think the Texans – the Texans really don't need to win this game either. They really don't. I don't know. I could just see a classic Texan mishap here. I like the Colts to win. I think they need it more than the Texans, and I, I don't know. I just feel like the Texans with the 9-3 and three record just aren't comfortable with that, and they're going to lose few a few here. So I'm going to take the Colts to, uh, to beat the Texans. But it will be a close game. It will. All right, Jets-Bills. This is probably the most meaningless game on Sunday at 1 o'clock. I'm going to take the Buffalo Bills to beat the New York Jets. I'm taking it purely off record. I don't know why. I feel like the Bills are a little bit better than the Jets. I think this, these are both awful teams that are building towards a somewhat of a future. I don't know what you call that, but I'm taking the, sh- the Buffalo Bills to beat the New York Jets. Don't even question me. I don't know why. Giants at the Redskins. This is an interesting pick. The Redskins obviously lost Alex Smith to that horrendous injury. Colt McCoy's bad, so they put in Mark Sanchez. He's bad. The Giants are sort of on a uptick here. They're sort of like, you know, kind of giving giving people headaches here. I'm going to take the New York Giants to beat the Washington Redskins at Washington. You know, they're going to do some Victor, you know, they're going to do some Odell Beckham throwing the passes, I would say. They're going to do some fun things. I like this Giants team to win. I think it'll be close, but I like the Giants to win. I just think the Redskins are going in a bad direction. They're just falling apart at they're at the wrong time. Give me the Giants to beat the Redskins. All right, Saints and Buccaneers. It's at Tampa. Tampa's getting a little frisky. They beat Saints week one. I think this is revenge time for uh, New Orleans. The problem I do have is with Drew Brees out in the uh, the elements. I don't know what the, the temperature slash weather is going to be in Tampa. If it's raining, then that's a completely different ball game. But I will tell you this. This is a revenge game for the Saints. They shouldn't have lost that week one game. They know that. 
I think they're going to come back strong. I got to look at the weather in Tampa for Sunday. Because I will tell you this, if, if Drew Brees has to throw wet balls, it it could be a disaster. It really could. So I'm going to take a look at the, ta- the weather here in Tampa. Let's see. Uh, so, let's see. Daily. Oh, my God. No way. Thunderstorms, 90% chance in uh, <laughs> in Tampa on Sunday. Yeah, never mind. I am taking Tampa Bay. I was going to take the Saints because of the whole revenge thing, but if it's if it's raining a lot in New or- in Tampa Bay, I'm not trusting this Saints team, which is an all-dome team in the elements out in Tampa Bay. Plus, Tampa Bay is playing too frisky, and they kind of want to make the playoffs. They're playing a little bit too frisky for me to pick the Saints. I'm taking Tampa Bay close, close to beat the Saints. They lost to the Cowboys. I wonder if they're still a little hungover. I know they get them on 10 days rest, but still. I'm taking Tampa. I just think, you know, I think the rain's too much for Drew Brees to, you know, we haven't had the classic Drew Brees, uh, you know, wet game yet. So I think this is the week it happens. I'm, I'm taking the Buccaneers to beat the Saints. Close. But I'm taking Tampa Bay. All right, Patriots at Dolphins. You know, this is kind of the interesting game. The Dolphins always give the Patriots trouble at home. You know, a lot of uh, – I wonder if Miami's getting any rain too. But uh, it would be interesting to see if Miami's getting rain as well. Um, but uh, let's look at that too. But the only reason I'm looking is because, you know, t- Tom Brady and weather is kind of eh, – I don't know. It's interesting. Tom Brady and weather is very interesting. Yeah, it's supposed to get rain too in Miami, so that'll be interesting because they're supposed to get a lot of rain in Florida this week. So we'll see how they do. I wonder if the Dolphins can have the muster to pull it off. I don't think so. I think New England wins, but I think they only win by a touchdown or two. I think the Dolphins cut it a little close, but I'll give the Patriots the win. I'm not really liking either of these teams right now, but give me New England. All right, Ravens at the Chiefs. Yeah, I think this is the week Patrick Mahomes turns it on. Uh, you know, turns it back on. I think, you know, they kind of had a disarray with the whole Kareem Hunt situation, which is awful, by the way. Uh, I forgot to talk about that. That was absolutely horrible. Um, I know Kareem came out and apologized to everybody. You know, apologized for his actions. But, you know, he, he may not have a future in the NFL. He probably doesn't even have a chance uh, of pumping gas anywhere. So... I'll take the uh, I'll take the Chiefs to beat the Ravens. I think they've gotten over the whole Kareem Hunt thing. I don't think the Ravens the Ravens are frisky. I just don't think Lamar has it in him against the Chiefs team at Arrowhead. Uh, I'll take the Chiefs to win that game. Panthers and Browns. I'll tell you this. I would be worried if I'm Carolina. You know, this is a. I know this team's four seven and one, but this is a tricky team. They can be good some weeks, and some weeks they can take shits on themselves. It really is interesting. But I think, in all said and done, I think the Panthers win this game. I think it's extremely close. I could see a possible overtime. I just think this is a week where Cam has to right the ship if he wants to make the playoffs. They don't win this game. I I don't think they make the playoffs. I really don't. And and it could be very disastrous for for Carolina if they lose this game. So I think it's a must win for the Panthers. I'm taking Cam. I'm trusting in Cam to win this ballgame. Wow. We've looked back at the schedule maybe a few weeks at this game and thought, wow, this could have been a playoff uh, 
interesting game to see who makes the playoffs here. Both teams are kind of out of it. Packers are 4-7-1. Falcons are 4-8. Both teams just in disarray. Packers just fired Mike McCarthy. They brought in Joe Philbin. I'm taking Atlanta. I just think, you know, there's been a lot of turnover this week. There's a lot of things going on in Green Bay. I think it's going to put them out a little bit. I think both teams have kind of given up on themselves. So I don't think it really matters. It'll still be a fun game. You know, you got Aaron Rodgers throwing around at Devontae. It'll be high scoring. It just won't be as fun because neither team's going to make the playoffs. So I'm going to take the Falcons. I think they're still a little high scoring, and they're still kind of fun. So so give me uh, give me the Falcons. But at Green Bay, it'll be fun. Broncos at 49ers. 49ers are very good. But that's only because they lost Jimmy G, which is that, you know, that's just bad luck. Give me the Broncos to beat the 49ers at the 49ers. Bengals at Chargers. Bengals are kind of given up on themselves, which some teams do at this time of the year. Chargers are on a roll. Phil Rivers, like, was either two weeks ago or last week. where he, No, it was two weeks ago against the Cardinals. He threw, like, 23 of 24 passes. He was perfect for most of the game. Uh, big win on Sunday night. At at uh, at Pittsburgh, a game he had to win. I think this is a good home game to have. I think the they're catching the Bengals at the right time. Give me the Chargers to win big over the Bengals. This could get bad. Eagles at the Cowboys. This is kind of a fun game. This is probably a Joe uh, a Joe and Troy special here. They're probably going to get to go to Dallas for like the fourth week in a row. I'm going to take the Cowboys. I think Dak's playing well. Zeke's running very well. Uh, the defense is playing very surprisingly uh, decent. They're playing very well as well. So I'm going to take the Cowboys to beat the Eagles. But I think this is a very close game. It's one of those games that you never know what's going to happen. It's going to be very close. It's going to be classic Cowboys-Eagles. Um, this will be a very fun game. I, I can't wait to watch this one. It's 425. It'll be a fun one to watch. I'm taking the Cowboys to beat the Eagles. Lions at the Cardinals. You know, the Cardinals are kind of frisky at times, even though they're 3-9, and nine, but the Lions aren't that much better. Lions, this will be what they're like first week away from home in like four weeks. Give me the Cardinals to beat the Lions. I know this game really doesn't matter, but give me the Cardinals to beat the Lions. All right, Steelers at the Raiders. John Gruden's hapless Raider team just walking into this home game against the Steelers. Uh, this will not be a fun game. I don't suggest watching this. This is a Pittsburgh tune-up game for them. You know, they know they're going to make the playoffs most likely. So you have to win this ball game. They're not the Raiders are not good. This is a week where you kind of, you know, maybe, you know, not not not, you know, don't take practice super light, but you know this is kind of a fun week. You know, you know you're playing a shitty Raider team. This team definitely doesn't want to win, especially at home. I, I think Pittsburgh's got this one in the bag. I don't think they'll have any problems. I'm giving the Steelers the benefit of the doubt. This is a huge blowout for them. They win this game easily. The Raiders are atrocious. G- give me the uh, Steelers bet. All right, besides Thursday night, these primetime games are pretty great. Sunday night at Chicago. Rams, Bears getting another Sunday night game. They've gotten so many this year. They get another one. 
They get the Rams at home. Yeah, I know Mitch is coming back, and I know it's at Soldier Field. I'm really not. Once again, I think we take a look at the forecast for Chicago. I think because, once again, I think it's one of these games that really counts on the weather because let's take a look. So it's supposed to be 33 degrees. That's not super cold. In Chicago, for Chicago and the wind, it'll probably be colder because Lake Michigan. But I'm going to take the Rams. I think the Rams have kind of, you know, they've righted the ship. They've they really didn't need to unwrite it. They really didn't unwrite the ship. But uh, it was a weird game against the Lions last week. You know, they barely beat the Chiefs. I, I think the Rams come in this with a mindset of, yeah, we clinched the division. Now it's time to kick everybody else's ass in the NFC. We already let the Saints go. I think this is kind of Mitch Trubisky's kind of fall a little bit from grace. I think everybody thinks that he's good. They still got games against the Packers, 49ers, and Vikings. I I think, you know, um, when it comes to this game, I think Sean McVay also knows how to to, uh, scout teams. He did it all by memory. He's he's great at scouting teams. So I'm going to take... The Rams to beat the Bears. This game could be close and interesting, but I think at the end the Rams will pull away. I think there's just too much offense. It'll be interesting, though, to see Chicago's defense versus the Rams' offense. Um, but when it comes down to it, I just think Saint, or LA's defense and Chicago's offense, It's I don't know. I can see Trubisky getting sacked a few times by Donald and crew. So we'll see. I don't know. And then Adam Kinsu gets to play his old rivals in the Bears. That's fun. That's got to be fun for him. So uh, I'm, I'm taking I'm taking the Rams, but I think it'll be a pretty close game all the way through. But I think they'll pull away at the end. All right. We get a good Monday night game for once. It's been a little while. Vikings at Seahawks. This is pretty much a win-or-go-home game for teams. Um, I mean, none of these teams, if they lose this, are certainly out of the playoff picture, but it makes it one step closer. Uh, the Vikings having to go to Seattle on a Monday night is a tremendous task. I think signing Kirk Cousins for Minnesota was probably the dumbest idea you could do. Not only does Case Keenum lead you to the NFC title game last year, but you just let him go because you think he's just a fluke. Well, he's not. He's decent with the Denver Broncos. I think he's fine. I I was once a doubter of Case Keenum. Now I believe in him. And now they pay Kirk Cousins to come into Minnesota, a bundle of money, for a man who has never won a big playoff game. I don't think his streak uh, his streak <laughs> gets any better on Monday night. I think Seattle wins this game. I think Russell Wilson is back to being Russell Wilson. They've got Penny in the running game. I really like where they're going. They play Monday night. The crowd's going to get up for that shit. It's going to be a playoff-like atmosphere in Seattle like usual, but this one will be extra special. This will be a fun game, but I, I got Seattle winning this. I really see the Vikings collapsing. I think it's about time for the Vikings to head home for the winter. I'm taking Seattle to win at home and taking care of business for Russell Wilson. Woo! All right. Wow. What an interesting podcast this has been. Well, I'd also like to take a shout-out to No Harm, No Foul. They continue to do great work. Kate Rosebrun, Zoe Fields continue to do great work on their podcast. 
Um, they shouted me out in the last episode they did on Thanksgiving. I want to thank them for that. Uh, I think we're going to be doing a podcast together pretty soon. Don't want to, you know, say any more than that, but I think we're something's in the works. Something's in the works for us three to do something. I think it'll be fun. I don't know if uh, I'll probably go on their on their podcast. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. They're very uh, protective of their pod, which I understand. So we'll, we'll see. They have shouted me out, though. I do appreciate that. Uh, and I do want to thank all the listeners. I know Evan Cooley put out a thing tonight um, on his Snapchat. Or, yeah, Snapchat. Uh, he's listening to my podcast. I want to thank everybody for listening to my podcast. The Tommy Devon podcast appreciates it. I uh, know Anchor appreciates it. Whenever uh, Anchor gets a new podcast or a new podcast member, it's great for Anchor. Uh, Anchor's a great app if you ever want to start a podcast. It, it's really the best. It's been a great tool for me to talk and for you guys to listen to my stuff, and I want to thank you for that. And obviously, you guys have been great, and uh, I want to wish you guys a happy holidays. I'll definitely be doing some more, but, you know, it's the holiday season now. You know, you're getting done with Thanksgiving. You're in between Thanksgiving and Christmas. You're doing the Hanukkah thing if you're Jewish. You know, you're doing all that stuff. So I want to say happy holidays to everybody. And, you know, this is the time where you get to cuddle under the blanket and you get to put on a fire and you see the snow falling down. Maybe watch a little bit of Elf, a little bit of, you know, uh, some holiday movies, eat some holiday treats, you know. Mom's making brownies. Ha! It's the best time of the year. But anyway, at that rate, I want to say a happy good night to you guys. And I'll talk to you guys later. Have a merry, merry holiday season. Bye-bye.